Okay, let's start our discussion of Parshas Vo'eschanon Tavshin Ayin Shabbos Nachamu as we come up um, to the Shabbos after Tishabav and there's a lot of inyanim in Parshas Vo'eschanon a number of mitzvahs that we'll talk about a number of uh, actions of Moshe Rabbeinu and uh, two thoughts from Rav Salvechik uh, but let's start we'll start with one of them uh, based on the first Pasuk first Pasuk in the Parsha the Pasuk says Vo'eschanon Al-Hashem Bo'eschanon Al-Hashem uh, the Moshe um, Rabbeinu is davening Takodesh Baruch Hu, and as we know, he davened and davened and davened, trying so hard to get into Eretz Yisrael. Rashi quotes, he thought the Gzeira would be removed. The Medrash talks about all the different types of tefillah that Moshe Rabbeinu tried to daven at the beginning of the Parsha. But if you look in Pasach Havav, third, fourth Pasach of the Parsha, Yisabar Hashem Bilaman Chem Shama Eloi, Hashem did not listen to me. Vayomer Hashem Eli Ravla. Hashem says to me, enough. Al Tosef Daber Eli Stop talking to me. Stop. Enough already, Moshe. Enough. I don't. I'm not interested in in uh, giving you the answer that you want. Enough already. The Rav picks up on the fact in source number one. Rav Shechter quotes this in Nefesh Rav on Parshas Vayeschanan that this behavior of Hakadosh Baruch Hu and Moshe Rabbeinu is in contrast to what happened in Parshas Kisisa. Here, Moshe's davening, and Moshe's davening, and Hashem says, enough, no more, stop davening. And in Kisisa, after the Chet Egel and Moshe Rabbeinu's davening, Hashem kind of hints to Moshe that if he davens a little harder, then he's going to get answered, and Hashem's going to forgive him. Right? The Gemara gives the Mashal, Rashi quotes it in Parshas Kisisa, that it's as if Moshe Rabbeinu grabbed HaKadosh Baruch Hu by his lapels, by the collar, and said, now you have to listen and forgive the Jews! That's the muscle that the Gemara gives. Obviously, one of the animamans is that Hashem has no physical form. We don't believe that he has lapels. But that is the muscle given. So he has to watch the difference. Why in one place, the beginning of Aschanan, Hashem says to Moshe, sorry, stop davening. And in, in uh, Kisisa, by the Chet Egel, Hashem says that, you know, keep davening, keep davening, and eventually I'm going to forgive you, which is what happened. Which is what happened. HaKadosh Baruch Hu forgave, Am, forgave uh, Moshe Rabbeinu, forgave Am Yisrael through the Tfilos of Moshe Rabbeinu. Says Rev Salvechik, Venera, line three. Shahahevdel hu, Shebeparshas Kisisa, Hayemispalel, Ba'ad Hatzibur. There's a big difference. Who was Moshe davening for in the two places? In Kisisa, he was davening for the Tzibur. He was davening for the whole nation, for Klal Yisrael. Hashem already has a promise. He has a treaty. Hashem can never forsake Am Yisrael. The treaty, the promise is forever. And it goes back all the way to Avram, Yisrael, and Yaakov. Not just to Mitzrayim. This was, this was um, a treaty that's ancient. So when it comes to Davening for Klai Yisrael, Kaddish Baruch Hu can't say no. Kaddish Baruch Hu cannot break the relationship. Here, who is Moshe Davening for? But Israel, we're going in. It's only Moshe that wasn't going in. He was davening for himself. Yes, he was. He was like an ani. He was davening. There was nobody like Moshe Rabbeinu. We know he was. The, that's another one of the ani mamans. There was nobody ever like you know nobody ever like him, and that will be like him. He was unbelievable. It's one of the pshatim I heard recently. Why? Interesting ha'ara. I would love to hear anybody, uh, if anybody has any, uh, ever heard this, please email me and let me know any other answers to the question. Why there was never, if you look through Shas, there are certain names that are not used by the Tanam and the Amorim. There's a Yitzchak, there's a Reb Yaakov, there's a Reb Yisrael, Moshe, 
Avraham, and David. Those three are Kimat, maybe once, but Kimat never, you don't find a Rabbi Moshe, why not? Plenty of Rishonim named Moshe, right? Even uh, earlier, after after the uh, after the Gemara. But Moshe, David, Avraham. Right? Now the Rishonim have all those names. The Radvaz, or David Ben Zibram, the Rambam, right? So, so why weren't those used? Maybe it could be like Moshe Rabbeinu was, was different. They didn't want to touch Moshe at the beginning. They didn't want to touch, Moshe was unique. So he, even though he was unique, but his tefillah was not accepted. Kodesh Baruch Hu decided, but that because he was still a yachid. He was still a yachid. Kodesh Baruch Hu, sometimes the answer is no. He's always listening. But sometimes the answer is no. That's the difference in the tefillahs. He ceases for, by half of the tzibor, it must be accepted. The answer must be yes. The yachid, the answer is no. And then the Rav ants even, the middle of line six, the yachid hamispalel tzarech tamil lahaskir lokeinu v'lokeinu Even when a yachid davins, when we daven our silent Shmona Esrei, we don't say, Hashem, please answer me. In the first bracha, we invoke the avos. Elokeinu v'lokeinu v'lokeinu. Klomar. Shehu bal hispalel b'torchelek miklal Yisrael. Even as an individual, I try to link myself to the claw when I daven. Because I'm not worthy standing in front of the king of kings, the Melech Malchi Amlachim, as an individual. Who am I? No, but it's only through the link of the claw do I then have some power, some ability to stand, to use connections. I'm going to stand the CEO. I need some connections. What's my connections to stand in front of the CEO? Ah, oh, I'm going to be Come on, Jewish geography. Kodesh Baruch you remember my grandfather? You knew my grandfather, my great-grandfather. Come on, you knew them. The Altaheim. The Altaheim, you knew them. Avram Yisak and Yaakov. That's how we come into Kodesh Baruch We start off Shemona Esrei by saying, Kodesh Baruch you know us. I'm nothing. But you know my grandparents. We link into the cloud. It's still a yachid, but we link into that cloud. Venira lefarish, and that's what we say. The kavanas anusach alakei Avraham. That's what we say at the beginning of every Shmona Esrei. We're linked in. We're linked into Elokei Avraham, the God of Avraham. Shalom raksha Avraham hayashayach lagadish baruchu. Elashaaf Avraham kilu hayelokinim ba kadish baruchu. It's not just that Avraham served Hashem, but that relationship created a two-way street, so to speak. Avraham was to Hashem. Hashem was to Avraham. And in the future, when the Sadiqa make a circle, we just did it a few weeks ago, the last Gemara in Tainus, all the Tzadikim are going to be pointing in the circle to Hashem in the middle, because the, it's, it's Shaykh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Shaykh to every single Jew, because every single Jew links into that cloud, going all the way back to, to um, Avram Avinu. That's the power of the cloud. Power of the Klal, that's why the difference between the the of the Yachid and the Tefillah of the Tzibur, and eventually, even the power of the Yachid who links into the Klal. Just that we just saw recently in, um, just talking about the power of the Tzibur, something that we never even realized. Chazaras Hashatz. Chazaras Hashatz, if Pinkus writes towards the beginning of Sha'arim B'Tefillah, that Chazaras Hashatz is one of the items that are omed in Barumo Shal Olam. They're, they're on the height of the world, people don't, people don't, people take it for granted. Why? Because what is Chazar Sashatz? As a Yachid, just to build on what the Rav said, as a Yachid, we try to link into the Klal, Zechuyos, in order to get to get an audience with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Chazar we are the Klal. It's the entire Tzibur davening together with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's Chazaras HaShliach Tzibur. But he's the Shliach of us. So it's even greater. We can accomplish, what Pinka says, we can accomplish so much more through Chazar Sashatz than we can, can through our Tzibur Balachash. 
How many people think that? We don't realize the power of a Chazar HaShatz. Because that's pure Tzibor. That's not just a Yachid. That's not Yachid linking in. So we have to realize the power of the Tzibor. Because back in Kisisa, HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't say no. He couldn't say no. Because it's the power of the Tzibor. It's the first idea, Vo'eschan and versus Vayachal. Interesting, we landed this week. Maybe that's uh, it's another uh, why another interesting point, why it always falls out. Tishbab always falls out. Parshas Vayachanan. So Shabbos Nachamu, you have the Vayachal that we lane on Tishbab afternoon. Vayachal, where Moshe was ironically answered, we lane on the, ans- the Tishbab. Tishbab afternoon, we lane that Moshe Rabbeinu was answered. And a few days later on Vayachanan, we, we read about that Moshe Rabbeinu was, was also answered, but the answer was no. It's ironic that that's, that's the way it comes out. Okay. Next point, let's talk about a big sugya, a big uh, halachic topic, but we'll just have one thought related to it. Perak Dalit, Pasuk Beis. Torah tells us, remember what we discussed last week, the Ksavah Kabbalah, the, diff- the structure of Sefer Dvarim. You remember the three parts, the first few prakim are Jewish history, the next 30 prakim of Dvarim are laws and mitzvos, and the last few prakim are Moshe Rabbeinu's final, final words to Klal Yisrael. So we have in Vashan and the start of the mitzvos. So says the Pasuk in Perak Dalet, Pasuk Beis, I'll read it to you. Lo tosifu al hadavar asher anochim etzaveh Do not add on to anything that I'm telling you. The Avera, the Isser called Baal Tosif. Don't add on. If I sit in a sukkah on Shmini Atzeres, and I'm doing it l'shem mitzvah, if I sleep in a sukkah Shmini Atzeres, if I'm, if I'm Israeli, Baruch Hashem, and I'm in, I, I slid in a sukkah Shmini Atzeres with a bride, and I make Leishib a sukkah, I violate an Isidaraisa of Baal Tosif. Right? Maybe if I put an extra string in my tzitzis, I violate Baal Tosif. Machlokas Rashi Ramban, right over here, not for now. If I make up a mitzvah, if I make up a mitzvah, I violate Baal Tosif. Right? Or the Pasuk continues, Lo sigru umi manu. You can't take away any. If I take away a mitzvah, if I say, this is not a mitzvah. I know Chazal says it's a mitzvah, but it's not a mitzvah. I violate Baltigra. So that's the Averis of Baltosif and Baltigra. Just one simple question and one simple answer on that that probably has bothered all of us at some point in our lives. And that is Baltosif. So how are there mitzvahs to Rabbanan? <coughs> there are many mitzvahs to Rabbanan. Baltosif. Chanukah. Purim. Gezeris Chazal. There are many Xeris. Right? The, the Rambam says that's part of Torah Shabbat Pet. The Rambam in, in, his, in his introduction to uh, Pirish and Mishnayis, the Rambam writes, there are five parts of Torah Shabbat Pet. One of, two of the parts are Xeros and Takanos. So you see, it's part of Torah Shabbat Pet. The question is, how do Chazal have the right to do that? How can they make up a new law? Baltosif, there's three... 165 Los Assays, there's 248 Assays, 613. Everybody agrees there are 613 mitzvahs. Everybody. What are those mitzvahs? Machlokas. But everybody agrees there are 613. So how could you get down? How could you take off? What the Rabbanan do? So that's the question that the Rabbam asks. The Rabbam has to deal with this. And the Rabbam doesn't deal with this in some, in some kisve yad that we find in a letter that he wrote. The Rabbam says, I have to talk about this in Mishnah Torah. I have to talk about this in my major work so that everybody sees this idea. Says the Rambam Menilchas Mamrim in source number two. Ho'il Perak Beis Halachates. Ho'il v'yesh lebezdin ligzor v'lasar davar hamutur. Since bezdin has the power to decree and forbid items that are allowed. For example, blowing shofar on Shabbos. The Torah says blow shofar even if it falls on Shabbos. The Rabbanan came along and said, No, no, no. If shofar falls on Shabbos, you don't blow shofar. The Yamod Yisur Ladoros and their iser could stand forever. 
They also have the power to allow Isurim temporarily. So if that's true, if their idea is called they're allowed to do gzeirah, they're allowed to do make takanos. How do I understand the pasuk in Parshas Vaschanon? How do I understand that the Chachamim can make laws if we have an Isra about Tosif? We have an Isra about Tigra. I don't understand, says the Rambam. How do the Rabbanan have power to make new laws when the Torah says specifically, don't add on to the Torah. Don't take away from the Torah. Right? It said, Rosh Hashanah, blow shofar. No, don't blow shofar. How do they do that? What gives them the right? So what gives them the authority? So that's a Pasuk. We have Tzukim of the sources for how do, how do the Rabbanan have the power to make... Uh, uh, laws. Different psukim. It says, Asu Mishmeris Lumishmarti. So there are psukim. But why isn't it a violation of Baltosif and Baltigra? Says the Rambam. Ketzad. Line 13. The Torah says, Don't cook meat and milk together. And we know. What does the Pasuk mean? I'm not allowed to cook or eat meat in milk. Whether it is a behema, whether it is a chaya, any type of kosher meat. Kosher meat cooked in milk, there's an isra basar b'chalav. Aval basar of mutar b'chalav in Torah. But, I, we know, mida oraisa, we paskin, chicken in milk is mutar mida oraisa. If I make myself a chicken cheeseburger, assuming deep frying is cooking, right? Or if I, if I cook a stew, if I put milk in chicken soup, and it's not enough to be bottle. So I, I, I put it in, midaraisa, I'm allowed to eat that. No pro- I can make a brach, I can have it as a Shabbos, Shabbos dish. Midaraisa, it's fine. So what, so, how do, what do they're about to do? Here we go. Im yavo bezdin yatir basar chaya bachalav. You know what would be baltigra? If a, to- if a bezdin comes along and says you're allowed to eat basar chaya bachalav. Real meat. Beef and milk, that would be baltigra. If they say that's not an Israel in the Torah, that's Baltigra. You know what would be a problem of Baltosif? If Chazal came along and said, you know what it says in the Torah, don't cook a goat. It doesn't only mean goat. It means cow. It means deer. And it means chicken. If they come along and tell us even chicken is an Isra that would be Baltosif. That would be, if they try to stick their dindarabanon into the rubric of a dindaraisa, so that already is baltosif. Aval. But if they are very clear in saying, im amar besar of mutter mina Torah, but if they say, no, 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 we agree that a chicken cheeseburger is mutter from the Torah, but va'anu nasarasa, we are forbidding it. no dialam, and we're going to tell everybody, shehu gzeira, shelo yavo minadavar chorva, it's a gzera, because you know what? If you eat a chicken cheeseburger, you'll probably come to eat a meat cheeseburger. Or if they come along and say, you know what? You're not allowed to write with your left hand on Shabbos. Because if you do, you'll probably be able to cut, you'll come to write with your right hand. You can't do A because you might come to do B. So if that's what they say, that's not Baltosef. The Yomru, Pesarov, Torah. So that is not Baltosef. That is exactly what the Torah needs. There are 613 mitzvahs. We agree to that. We're going to add on from the outside. We're going to add on some fences. Right? Says the Rambam in the last line, Ein Mosef, Ela Osa Torah. This is a siyag. 
right? You can't blur the lines between the Isser and the fence. This is the Issa Daraisa. As long as the lines are unblurred, it's not a problem. There is, I think we mentioned this in the past. I didn't give it to you, but you can write it down on the side. There is one person in history, maybe more. There was a very, very early person in history that blurred the lines between what was, quote-unquote, Daraisa and what was a Syug. And there were tragic consequences. What was that? Who was that? Smiling, you know? Chava. Chava. What did Chava do? Chava said, I'm not even touching this tree. If Chava would have said to the snake that Hashem told me not to eat from the tree, but I'm not even going to touch the tree because I want to stay away from it, it would have been beautiful. But what did she say? She said, God told me not even to touch the tree. The second she violated Baltosif, she violated Baltosif, she only had one mitzvah, she made two. Right? She violated Baltosif, that was it. Tragic consequences, and as the Gemara says, kol hamosif goreya. You try to add on and you end up uh, the law of diminishing returns. As it says in econ- economics. But that is uh, that's what the Rambam says. As long as I say durabanans are durabanans, that is not a violation of Altosif. That is just a protective measure offense for for that. By the way, I didn't mention the name. Rav Hirsch on Bracious is the one that uh, mentions that point about Chava. About the, he blur, she blurred the lines between the fence and the din itself, and that led to tragic consequences. Okay, great. Let's move on now. Moving right along through the parak. So after we have Baltosif, Baltigra, toward the end of the parak now, still in parak Dalid, we have at the end of the parak, toward the end of the parak, Shlishi, Oz Yavdil Moshe Shalosh Arim Beiver Hayardain Mizrach Hashamesh. We had it in two weeks ago's parsha, Parshas Masay. We have it repeated again. The mitzvah of Are Miklat. Are Miklat, setting aside cities of refuge for those who kill by accident, for those who kill Bashogek. Says Rashi, Fazig Mem Aleph, Nasan Lev, Leos Chareid Ladabar. Right? Moshe Rabbeinu set aside the three cities in Eber Ayarde. He, he was very, he was very Chareid. He was a Chareid Ladvar Hashem. He was very careful. She Yavdilan, he separated these cities. And then Rashi has the key line from based on the Gemara. Even though the three cities on the east side of the Jordan weren't going to be effective as Ari Miklat until the other three on the west side of the Jordan went into effect. Chevron was near Miklat. Shechem was near Miklat. Right, that's two out of the three. Right, two of the, uh, two of the six famous ones. So even though they weren't going to be ready, Omar Moshe Mitzvah Shefshalakaima Akaimena. Hey, if I could do this mitzvah, I'm going to do it. That's what Rashi says, quoting the Gemara in Meseches Makos. What's the message? What's the message? Says the Chafetz Chaim. What's the message? Third, fourth line, after we quoted Rashi, source four. It says in Avos Rabbi Nasan, don't distance yourself from something that does not have an end. What does that mean? Just because something seems infinite, don't not start it for that reason. That's a double negative. We'll explain. Kiyadua, it's known. The Yitzhahara all the time tries to get us not even to try to improve our Lashon Hara. And he says, Come on. Are you going to be perfect? Are you going to be better? 
If you try hard, are you going to be able to do it and you have a good day? You know, maybe Tishabah, people got had a Tainus Dibor, Tainus Mirza Lashon. But come on, you're going to do it? It's so hard, it's impossible. We're never going to do it all the way. It's never going to be perfect. We're always going to be talking about other people. You know, we're always going to... We could try. But it's, we're never going to finish... You might as well not start, says the Eight Sahara. You're not going to be able to finish. You might as well not even start. If you can't finish a job, don't start it. Says That's exactly what it said here. That's not true. Just because it doesn't have a kitzvah, don't distance yourself. And he gives a mashal. Gives a mashal. Line 11. Somebody's walking on the beach. And he sees coming up on the beach are pearls and diamonds. Thousands and millions of diamonds and pearls are being washed up on the beach. There was a there was a pirate ship that, that crashed in the sea. It was shipwrecked, and all the diamonds fell out of the treasure chest, and they're washing up on the sea. So what's he gonna say? Oh, I can't get all of them. Forget it, I'm leaving. Forget it. What's the, what's the word? I'm going to get all of them. It's impossible to gather all of these. There's no way. Forget it. Not even going to start. Is that, is that normal? We look at the guy like, you're nuts. At least get some of them. At least get a little bit. Whatever you can. You can't finish it, but take some of them. You have an hour? It's like you get a free shopping spree for an hour. So what do you do? Okay, I'm not going to take it because I'm only going to have an hour. I'm going to have an hour. No, you go there and you start... All the bundles in this... But you feel frustrated afterwards because you didn't do more. Okay, fine. But it's like, what? Yeah, forget it. It's going to be too frustrating for me. I'm not going to be able to finish, so I can't. I don't even start. Nobody's going to do that. They're going to say, give me an hour. Right? So give me a couple pearls. He says, that's the pshat. That's the pshat. Washin hara. So do what you can. Today. Grab today. Grab this minute. Grab that minute. Grab this conversation. Whatever it is. That's exactly what we have to do. And he quotes finally the Pasuk, line 15. We have to try to seek Torah, seek all proper Midos. Just like we would want silver. Silver, we wouldn't care if we get everything, just a little bit. So, so too, we would do with, with uh, Mida. That's Moshe Rabbeinu. I'm not going to be able to finish. These three are, are not going to be anything until the, the other ones. Yeshua Benun sets aside the other ones. This is what I could do, I'll do it. This is what I could do, I'll set aside these three. And then, in the Ha'ara, the Chavetz Chaim al he quotes, he also writes this in the Sefer Shemir Salashan. That's why I first saw it towards the beginning of that Sefer, but he also quotes it back here in the, in the Ha'ara. Source 4, Ubeshem Go'on Echem Nesaprim. In the name of one Go'on, Shashal Oso Adam. Im Lo Kivin Berovat Fila. If somebody hasn't, Right? It happens in the middle of Shmon Asrei. Sometimes all of a sudden we're down in Shmon Asrei and all of a sudden we're, we're doing Modim. Like, wow, how did I get here? How did I get here? I just started. How did I get to Modim? This is unbelievable. Right? Right? I'm like, oh, oh, did I forget Nachim yet? Oh, good. No, I'm not there yet. Right? So we have, to, we have to think to ourselves. Right? So sometimes we're at the end of Tefillah. Oh, maybe so far Tefillah. Im kedai lehiskaber ata ulachavin afi lochel katamia Does it pay to start now? I'm at Modim. Does it pay for the last three brachas? I'll do the next one. Next one, Asrei. Does it pay at the end of davening or tkab shofar I wake up? Right? Does it pay to start then? Why does it forget it? Vagon ano b'na mashal nimras. 
and the Gon gives an gives a mashal. It was the Chavis Chaim. Shmuel Salashi gives this mashal also. Lenarish under Bishuk Pesach Gadol Shel Yerakos Limkar. You have a little girl who was told by her mother, "Can you go get me some vegetables from the market?" So she goes to get vegetables. She's carrying home this big basket of vegetables, and all of a sudden, some hoodlums came and started grabbing her vegetables. One guy came and took one. One guy came and took, took the other one. So what happens? But she's standing there. She doesn't know what to do. So some guy comes over and says, Hello, little girl. Run! Run! Go! Save what you have! Take it! She's like, uh, Take it! Run! Save what you have! Okay, so the first 15 eggs, the first 15 vegetables were taken. you got three vegetables left. Take them. Save them. Modim. Simshalom. Ritzay. Save them! you got a couple of eggs left. Okay, you can't do everything. But whatever we have left, whatever pearls we have left. Line 7. The Yitzhah is misgaber on us. He makes us lazy. He gives us strange thoughts. I just saw B'Shem Rav Yisrael Salanter, I think, or another Rav. If anybody ever tells you that he's conquered the fact of Kavana and Tfila, and now he's granting his perfect Kavana and Tfila, don't believe them. Because it's not true. Said Rav Yisrael Salanter. It's impossible. It's impossible. Shimon Asri, it's very hard. It's a fight. We cannot have anything on our mind the entire day. We say those words, Baruch Hashem, boom. Everything under the sun pops into our head. I wasn't thinking about it the whole day. How did it come into my head right now? That's the point. It's a fight. Baruch Hashem, we got to think about what the words mean. So he says, that's a fight. Or Rav says, don't believe them. But whenever we... we, we catch ourselves. we got to grab. we got to grab everyone. Everyone's a pearl. Everyone's a gem. Every bracha that we could say. Shema koleinu simshalom. That is what we have to say. That is the message of this pasik. Oz yavdo Moshe shaloshorim. Even though they weren't going to be effective to laughter. Mitzvah shabal yadi akaymena. I will be makayimit. And that's even. He continues. In source 4, he continues and says this thought, but it also is said by the Shem which I gave you in the next source. In source number 5, turning over. Shem Anatov said the same idea. If you look at the end of the parsha of Ari Mikla, there's a very unusual pasuk there. What is doing? What is doing there? So we have Az Yavdo Moshe Shalosh Arim, and it explains what the Ari Miklat were: Betzer, Ramot Gilad, and Golan, Babashan. Right? Those are the ones that Moshe set up. Those are the east side. And then it says Vizos Atara Shesav Moshe Levan Yisrael. The pasuk that we say by Hagba. Vizos Atara. What's Vizos Atara doing here? This sounds like a general pasuk. This is the Torah that those are Shesav Moshe Levan Yisrael. What does that have to do with the Ari Miklat? Says the Chavetz Chaim, says the Shemana Tov, because this message is for all Torah. The Zos HaTorah, Shersa Moshe. This is the Torah that Moshe gave us. Moshe taught us a half a mitzvah, a little bit of a mitzvah, one pearl, one bracha, one little bit. You can't finish it, don't worry about it. Right? One Mishnah. One Mishnah. We have five, whatever, whatever little bit is. Whatever it is. Mitzvah Shabbat, the other. I'm benching. I'm benching. Rishlomo Zalman writes in his biography, it's harder to bench properly that the Davin Shmona Esrei properly. It's much shorter. Shlomo Zama says it's harder to bench properly. You're not in shul, you're not in the proper context. It's harder to bench properly. So let's say I'm benching, and I, and I, I wake up, I uvenate, so get the last bracha, get the last part. Again, it applies in all, all areas of our life. Even if it's a little bit, we have to try to do our best. Okay. Good. Moving right along. So as I mentioned, That's the Pasuk. So as we know, though, let me say the pasuk again slowly. V'zos haTorah, Asher Sam Moshe, Lefnei Bnei Yisrael, Api Hashem Biad Moshe. Those last four or five words are not here. That's a different pasuk, somewhere else. Right? We might, nobody nobody realizes that. 
But if you look in the if you look in the R scroll sitter, there's two little numbers, right? That, that goes to this pasuk and to that pasuk. The question is, what are we putting two psukim together? So there are halachic issues with this, which we're not going to get into. How are you allowed to say a half a pasuk? You know, you're allowed to say half a pasuk. It's brought up by Al Kain Beirach. It's brought up by Yom Hashishi. Halachic discussions that there are explanations to lachachilus but the evidence there are chashochan and other achronim say if you're saying something but there are tefillah it's okay okay not for now we're not getting into the halachic issues now but the hashkafic issues what are we combining two psukim for v'zos atar asher sam Moshe lefei bnei Yisrael al pi Hashem biad Moshe says Rav Salvechik unbelievable right again quoted from earlier in Nefesh Arav the Rav said as follows this is quoted in other farm as well source sixteen which I mislabeled. It's really source 6. There is no source 6 through 15. I don't know. I was in a rush, I guess, when I, when I, when I prepared this year. Maybe I was just very excited about this source. I didn't want to just give it a 6. I had to give it a 16. But um, I don't know. Okay, here we go. Over Mesir, as I told you, Rabbi Talmud. Hevdel Gadol Yesh be Mesir, as Torah Shebechsav, lebe Mesir, as Torah Shebechsav. Says the Rabbi, you sowed Gadol that we have to take through, with us through life. Do you have any of the Torah to say? Right here. It's a nice Dvar Torah. About Torah. What's the difference between Torah Shebechsav and Torah Shebaal in terms of how it was given over to us at Har Sinai? There was a difference in the transmission of Torah Shebechsav and Torah Shebaal says the Rav. Moshe Rabbeinu played a role in both of them, but his role was different in the Mesira of Torah Shebechsav versus Torah Shebaal when Moshe Rabbeinu claimed Torah Shebechsav to the Bnei Yisrael, he was a sirsur, which is basically a middleman. What does the middleman do? He stands on the outside. He's like a messenger. He gives something that is external from him. El Yisrael. Who are the two parties involved in Torah Shebechsav transmission? Hashem is the giver. B'nai Yisrael is the receiver. Moshe is the is the seer-sir. He's the middleman, but he is really also one of the receivers. He is one of Klal Yisrael as well. U'bekrisas habris shal Torah Shebechsav ha'ya ha'kadosh baruch hu mitzad echad u'b'nai Yisrael mitzad asheni. Hashem's on one side. B'nei Yisrael are on the other side. Moshe Rabbeinu is part of the Jewish people. He's one of them. And that's what the Gemara and Megillah means. We discussed this uh, a couple of weeks ago. Actually, last week, when we spoke about Parshas Dvarim. But When the Chazal say that the Tochacha and Bechukosai, Moshe Rabbeinu Mipiagvura Amru. Moshe said it. Mipiagvura from Hashem. What does that mean? It means Moshe didn't have his own his own Mesira, Hashem to Bnei Yisrael. And Moshe was really part of Bnei Yisrael. That was how it went with Torah Shebechsav transfer. The second treaty, when Moshe gave over Torah Shebaal to Klal Yisrael, which was really completed 40 years after Har Sinai, in Arvos Moav, Shahisa Ba'er Hetev, Dahainu B'Shivim Lashon, Ikara Haisa Ala Torah Shebaal that was Torah Shabbat Peh 40 years later. V'kan, lo ha'ya m'shamish Moshe Rabbeinu kistam sirsur ba'al mahomi menatzam. Tzad. When it comes to Torah Shabbat Peh, Moshe Rabbeinu was not just somebody who stood on the side and transferred the post- postman from A to B. But what happens? There were two stages. Hashem first gave it 
to Moshe. And then Moshe gave it to Am Yisrael. Because when it comes to Torah Sheba Peh, the Bali Hamasora take part in the creation and the transmission of the Torah. That's what Torah Sheba Peh means. The Bali Hamasora in every generation, Moshe, Yeshua, Zakanim, Nevi'im, they didn't just transfer and stay on the outside. They contributed. Who are the two sides? Hashem and Moshe. Who are the next two sides? Moshe and the Jews. Moshe was separate. Moshe was part of Moshe was on one side and the Jews were on the other side. And that's what it means that the Torah and Kisavo Moshe mi piatzmo amram. Right, that's Dvarim we spoke about last week. Moshe had more of a personal element involved because this was the giving over of Torah Shabbat Peh. This was a different a different Russia. And that's what he says in the next paragraph. There was dip, the Krisas Bris of Torah Shabbat was at Harsinai. The Krisas Bris of Torah Shabbat Peh wasn't completed until the end of the 40 years. And then he even says line 27, Pasik, this is what the Pasik at the end of Kisisa, Karati Itcha Bris, the S Yisrael. Based on these words, I created with you a treaty and the Jews. So what does that mean? What's the Vav in there? I created bris with you and the Jews, because you, Moshe, you came first, and then the Jews. You and then the Jews. That is what it means, the two types of brisos of Chal Yisrael. So now we come back to Hagba, says the Rav. Turning over the page, what I wrote is Source 17. He says the last paragraph, Venera. When we put this together in the Sefer, you know, we'll, we'll correct it. Venera, Tezehu Kavanas Masha Omrim, Bishas Hagba Sefer Torah. When we see the Torah, and either whether you have the Menekta point or you just tabau, Right, not, not, so, not such early. Uh, Shulchan doesn't say the point. He just says Korea. Right, but uh, there are some Akronim quote, Kafachayim and others, to, uh, to point which finger, use the pinky, uh, to be Zion to use a pinky, use the Sfarnim, use the, uh, the pointer, whatever it is, whatever your minag is. But we, what do we say? We put the Kupsukim together. Why? Says the Rav. Because we're referring to both these two Brisos. When we see the Torah and we see the Torah Shabbat Sav, we're saying that's not tar- just Torah Shabbat Sav. There's Torah Shabbat Peh there too. V'zos atara shersam Moshe l'fnei b'nei Yisrael. That's Torah Shabbat Sav. Api Hashem biyad Moshe. Moshe had a yad in it. That's the Messiah of Torah Shabbat Peh. That's the kavana that we could have. When we say Hagba, that's why we put those two psukim together. Because we have those two transmissions of Torah in, 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 uh, in our hearts and in our minds each time we see Hagba in Shul. Okay. Moving right along. Okay, a little Hasidish of art. Parak hey, Pasik hey. Parak hey, Pasik hey. The Pasik right before the Aseris Hadibris. As we know, Aseris Hadibris, this week's parasha, the repeat, says the Pasik hey, hey. Anochi omei ben Hashem ben Hashem Moshe says that I stood between you and Hashem. But I see he at that time. Because you fear the fire, but while Lisa Bahar, you didn't go up the mountain, and we have Aseris Adibris again. Again, for another time, standing for Aseris Adibris, the appropriateness of it or not, not for now. But what does the first half of the Pazak say? I stood, Moshe says, I was standing between you and Hashem. 
two thoughts, Hasidish of arts, as we would call them. Quoted here in the Yam Simcha, Rabbi Fried, from Lakewood, source 18. Anochiyash omei b'niyu b'neichem. First, on top of the page. Meviyem b'shem ha-Rebbe ha-Kadosh ha-Magid mi-Zolot Shav. Zatzal. Demat shekavonas ha-Adam ba-Asiyas ha-Mitzvahs, o ba-Isko ba-Torah, when a person does mitzvahs, when a person learns Torah, bishvilo, sometimes we learn, you know, for our own benefit. I want to get the covid. I want people to see me learning. I I want to know this because I want even I want to be a tamar chacham because it'll make me feel good. I enjoy this learning. It gives me intellectual pleasure. Any other kavana besides I'm doing this because Hashem wants me to do it. You can be happy, and I'm happy that I'm doing what Hashem wants me to do. But if you have any little personal element, your avoda isn't perfect. Your avoda isn't going to be totally true with Hashem. It's the anochi in us. It's the me. It's the it's the it's the ego, right? It's 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 the anochi in me. Pirish l'mano. That's the mavdil. That's what's separating the mesach mavdil. That's the curtain that's separating ben Hashem uveno. Taino omi ben Hashem uvenechem. L'chein tzarech adam b'cholas yosav l'daktek heitev she rak l'man fodi yisbrach. All our kavanas have to be l'shem shemayim when we do mitzvahs. We always have to try to do them l'shma. We spoke about this a lot. Parshas chukas. Again, l'shem shemayim having l'shma by mitzvahs. Number one, the anochi. The anochi is omi ben yuvenech. Number one. Second thought. From the Balshemt of himself, the Besht, line twelve. Anochi, Anochi, he refers to Parshas Vayelech. Anochi, maybe it was a reference to Anochi Haster Astir. This is the only time in the entire Torah that the concept of Hester Panim is mentioned explicitly. Anochi Haster Astir, Hashem talking about the future, says, "I will hide my face." Anochi means I, but in a hidden way. Hashem is hidden. Anochi, Hashem is there, but He's hidden. Anochi haster aster. Says the Baal Shem Tev, when you see Anochi referring to Hashem, it means Anochi in the Hester Panim um, way. So maybe what it means is Anochi, the Anochi, Hashem in His in his realm of Hester Panim, of we don't see Him always. Omeid ben Hashem uvenechem. He's always Omeid. Between Hashem and you, you think there's distance. You think there's this separation. You think there's darkness. There's the Anochi in there. There's the Meitzis Menacharakim, right? There's the Akadosh Baruch Hu peeking in. There's the Anochi, which symbolizes Hashem betoch Esther Panim. He's always there. And he quotes in the paragraph that we skipped a beautiful thought. We know the pasuk in Tehillim tells us, right? Hashem doesn't sleep. So he has a He says, "What a great praise." God is not a person. Hashem, thanks for not falling asleep on the job. That's a great praise. What kind of praise is that? He's infinite. He's not doesn't have a body. He doesn't get tired. So I mean, thank you for not sleeping. So Rav Dan Sakal explained, no. You have to be in the Pasik. He named lo it doesn't say he named Lo Yanumvalo Yisham Yudke Vavke. He named Lo Yanumvalo Yisham Elokenu. He named Lo Yanumvalo Yishan Shomer Yisrael. Shomer Yisrael, the guardian of the Jews. That Bechina of Hashem never sleeps. No matter what time in history, we think it's Hester Panim. But Shomer Yisrael is still there, not just Hashem. But the Bechina of Hashem that's always protecting the Jews, even though we might not feel it. 
He might be in pain with us. Even the Shomer Yisrael aspect of Hashem never sleeps and is not there. The Anochi is always there. The Anochi, Aster, Anochi, Aster, Aster. That Anochi is always there, says the Yam Simcha. Okay. Moving right along. The next source is pretty small, and I think on the copies it, uh, it got totally illegible. But I will tell you what it said in, uh, it was, it was, uh, I, I magnified it a drop, but I'll tell you where it is if you want to look it up inside, even if it's uh, not legible in source number 19. Uh, this thought is about Shema. Right? We know Shema Yisrael is later on in the par- uh, by Shishi and Vashanan. You have Shema, but the first parsha of Shema is here via Hafta. Right? Via Hafta, the Haya is coming up in, um, next week's parsha. But we have, via Hafta. I might have mentioned this in, um, in Shir this year, but, uh, it's a beautiful thought in the Otsar Hatfilos, which is the old sitter which has a lot of uh, mafarshim in it, the Iyun Tfilah, the Eitz Tfilah, there's a lot of different mafarshim in that, in that Siddur, but there's a thought quoted on Shema of the morning that there was said by Rav Pinchas Bal Siddur Shaharachamim, I'm not sure who that is, and it says, it says there that he showed this thought to the Gra, and the Gra liked it. So if you have a thought that you show to the Gra, and the Gra gives you the nod, you know you got a good thought. So this is the thought, what's the thought? So the it's just a thought. It's not a musarvart. It's not a. It's just it's just a ha'ara, which makes us makes us makes us think. The Yitzvila says if you look count up the words from in the morning that we say after Shema, Ms, Viyatziv, Vinachum, Ms is not in the Torah. Ani Yisham Olkechem. That's the end of the pasuk, right? That's the end. But Ms, Viyatziv, Nachum, Yashu. There are sixteen words that describe Hashem. He's true. Viyatziv. He stands there. Vinachon. He's correct. Each one of them has a different connotation. Sixteen words. If you count up the psukim in the first two paragraphs of Shema, there are sixteen psukim. Sixteen psukim in the first two parshas of Shema. Sixteen words that describe Hashem that we say every morning. Says Rav Pinchas Shaharachamim. Each word parallels one of the psukim. I didn't give you the whole piece, but he goes through how each word parallels. MS parallels Shema. Why? Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. MS is the Chosam of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. MS is the Midah of Hashem. So MS is parallel to Shema Yisrael. V'yatziv is parallel to Vahat Hashem Elokecha. He goes through each one, how it's parallel. But MS is Chosam HaShel HaKadosh Baruch Hu. MS, and therefore that's that's how it parallels. Shema Yisrael, Hashem Lekin Hashem Echad. So each of those sixteen, you can look. If you never, if you never have, you can go to the library. If you don't have it, the Old Tzaratzfilus, you can see how each word gives significance to Viyatzev and Achon. How each of those is a, is a is a an emphasis, a Chazara of those two first parshios in Kriyashma. Viyatzev, Viyatzev and Achon, V'kaim Yashar, all of those parallel in Shema. So the Gra nodded. Gra nodded his head and said, I'll read you the Lashon here. He says, He praised it. That's an important gra and Ian Tfila to be aware of. Okay, two more thoughts for the evening. First is the Chavetz Chaim. Okay, we have two Rav Salvatrix tonight, so we have to have two Chavetz Chaims. It's only fair. Second Chavetz Chaim, and then we'll end off with a Ramban and Ar Sameach. Okay, first source 20. So we know we have the first, parsh, first 
Parsha of Shema, V'yahavta Hashem Lokecha, B'chol Vav, Chol Vanashev, Chol Modecha, Sethacha Vitzchayim, quoting a Sifri, but it's also a Mishnah in Mesechah's Brachos, in the last parak. V'darsha Chazal B'Sifri, what do we darshan from the word B'chol Meodecha? The Mishnah Brachas has three different Shatim. What is B'chol Meodecha? You have to love Hashem with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your Maod. What's your Maod? What's a Maod? So one shot is all your money, B'chol Meodecha. But the other ma'od is from the word Rashi's uh, the Chavetz uh, Chaim quotes it in source twenty. Bechol mida umida, in every mida, in every item that Hashem gives you, hein mida tova o peronios, everything that Hashem gives you havi modelo v'tzorach lekabel b'simcha brovava. To be makabelit, right? That's what that's what it says uh, in that Mishnah, the last Mishnah in Nebrachas, last parak. That's the lashon of the uh, the Mishnah and Brachas. So we have to uh, be makar kodesh baruch for everything he gives us. V'nazbir es adavar and a chavetz chaim again kedaka b'kodesh gives us a marshal. Gives us a marshal. How? What do you mean be moda? Sameach b'chalka. How can we be sameach b'chalka? What if I look to my neighbor and I think his situation is better than mine, and I want to be in his situation, even though every single person in life has a peckle that nobody else knows about. And we look to them and we think, oh, it's great what they have, but everybody's got a peckle. Most of, sometimes you get to know it a little bit, like, whoa, I didn't realize that, I never knew, but everybody in life, Samech Michalko. But the Chavetz Chaim gives a marshal to help us try to get through some of the more difficult times that we have. Let's say you have a carpenter a carpenter who makes large pieces of furniture. Maybe he makes houses. Let's say you go to the carpenter and you take his huge saw. You take his saw away from him. You say, sorry, i got to take this, please. And then you come back to him and you give him a knife used for brismila. Here. Sorry. You use this meanwhile. I'm going to use your saw. This is very valuable. This knife, this blade, don't lose it. Don't lose this blade. It's used to, to cut diamonds. A diamond blade. It's very expensive. You know what this guy's going to say? This is worthless to me. This is not what I need to fulfill my purpose. This is not what I need to do my job. I'm a carpenter. If I'm a carpenter, I need the big fat saw. I don't need this tiny little blade. I don't care if this is valuable. It's not valuable to me. I need the tools that are best for me. Says the Chafetz Chaim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows what each of our jobs are. HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows the tools that each of us need to succeed in the purpose and tachlis of what we're supposed to fulfill. Wherever we're supposed to be, Mekali Shem Shamayim, in whatever field we are, in whatever situation we are, whether it's a, it's a situation of goodness, whether it's a situation of tragedy, Akadosh Baruch who knows? He's a parent. He gives us what we need. He's an Avinu. Sometimes the parent has to do something painful for the child, even though the child doesn't appreciate it. But sometimes a parent has to do that. Line 16, Every Prat is the chelik that shaykh to him. Just like he's in line 22, like a general in the army. General in the army. He's going to give every officer the tool that he needs. You can't give somebody in the navy something that somebody's jumping out of airplanes needs. And vice versa, you're going to have to, I, I can't do it. What are you doing to me? 
So we're looking at our friend. No, those tools are not... Are not I, I can't succeed with those tools. What about the talents that we have? We each have our different talents. Some of us are more brain people. Some of us are more chesed people. Some of us are more people's people. We all have to realize what we're good at. I remember I, uh, I, had, a, I had a class. I remember I had a shear in, uh, in YU Smicha a number of years ago. And uh, I wanted something stick out and stick out. And uh, how many uh, years ago it was, I don't remember. But one of the, uh, the rabbinim was giving us a class. And he said, you know, all of you are here training to be rabbis. Um, you should know there are two types of rabbis. I'm like, really? Two types of rabbis? But thought there are many types of rabbis. Two types of rabbis. He says, there are the Batzlanim Rabbanim and there are the Lamdanim Rabbanim. What's the difference? He says, there are the Lamdanim Rabbanim, the ones that want to go in and be Lamdanim and teach their congregation and give the knockout Shiurim and boom and inspire them. They're the Lamdanim Rabbanim. You know what their challenge is? Their challenge is to sometimes schmoozing and, and, and pushing themselves and talking to everybody by the Kiddush and... Uh, that's their, they're the Lamdanim Rabbanim, but you know what? They know their kochos, their tools, but you have to, you have to realize what is needed. And then he said, there are the Batalanim the ones that love to schmooze, the people's people. They could sit for hours at somebody's Shabbos table, hours and hours. They just get to know, love to knowing people. Their challenge is giving the Gemara here in the afternoon. Their challenge because they have to be Lamdanim too. So you need both. That's what he said. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta know your kochos. That's what his point. And you gotta know what's needed. So Chavis Chaim says we gotta know our kochos. We have to know where we have to compensate. If we're doing a certain job, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us, and we have to compensate a little bit. But we have to be like, the, we have to realize the carpenter. Right? We can't look over there because that, that's, that's the, the jewel's knife. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave me the saw already. I could do what I want to do. B'chol midu midu modecha. That's our kavana. B'chol modecha, as we say in Shema. Finally, the last thought of the night is based on a Ramban. Again, I saw on the, on the sheet that was copied, it's a little blurry, but again, I think everybody has a Ramban at home. You can look it up. In Paragvav, Pasuk Yurchas, it's a well-known Ramban, or it should be well-known. Maybe it's not so well-known because it's middle of the summer, so people don't learn it in, uh, you know, in the regular uh, classes. But, but still, should be a well-known Ramban. V'yasisa Yashavatov says the Ramban. The pasuk says later in the parsha, Parikvav pasuk Yudches, you shall do what's right and what's good in the eyes of Hashem. Very beautiful pasuk. Ask the Ramban. There are six hundred and thirteen mitzvahs, right? Do this, do that, do this, do that, do this, do that, do this, do that. Do what God wants. Do what's right and good. What does that mean? What's right and good? I'll do it in the 613 mitzvahs. What is this extra pasuk? Do what's right and good. You know what this is like? This is like the beginning of Kedoshim. Be holy. Be holy. Be holy. I'll do the mitzvahs. Do what's right. I do what's right. I'll do the mitzvahs. Says the Ramban, and these two Rambans have to be seen in conjunction with each other. We've already done that Ramban in the beginning of Kedoshim. I don't remember if it was this year or last year. One of the Ramban, the Ramban, about Kedoshim to you. But it says the Ramban here, middle of the, of the paragraph, line 6. It's impossible for the Torah to list off every single behavior of a person, every single situation. Im in, with his neighbors and with his with his friends, the Matano, every single business situation is going to be in the Torah. It's impossible. It's impossible to list off every situation. Yishiv, societal situations. So you know what the Torah does? The Torah gives you six hundred and thirteen guidelines. Right? Don't be a don't tattletale and don't take revenge. The Torah gives you six hundred and thirteen guidelines. Based on these, figure out what God wants in the other situations. If we internalize properly the mitzvos, if we internalize shas, 
right? Not just somebody goes through Shas, but Shas has to go through him. If we internalize the messages of the Torah, right? So then we have to realize that there's more that God wants to us. And if there's a situation, what would Hashem want me to do in this situation? It's the fifth Shulchan Aruch. What would God want me to do in this situation? Like Yosef HaTzadik. He was in a difficult situation. He saw his father's image in the window. What would Hashem want me to do? Because not every situation, I don't always have a Rebbe there. Not every situation is going to be clear. I'm going to have to figure out, oh my goodness, what do I do here? My parents aren't here. My Rebbe's not here. What am I going to do? So I got to think about how I've been educated, what the Torah has taught me, and act in that way. And we'll end with, a, with an Arsameach who says Chazal even did this in one area. Chazal took the initiative as quote-unquote the fish Shulchan Aruch. There is a problem that is dealt with by a number of the Achronim. And that is, we know there's a mitzvah. We said, we spoke about Shema already, so let's talk about the third parasha of Shema. We already spoke about the first two. Third parasha of Shema. Why do we say the third parasha of Shema every single day and every single night? Why? Because you have to remember tzitzes every day and every night? No. The most important pasuk in that parasha is the last pasuk. That pasuk is a fulfillment of the mitzvah da'oraisa of Zechiras Yitzias Mitzrayim. Right? We do it every day and every night. We zoom through Shram. People think tzitzes. Tzitzes is wonderful. But the last pasuk is the key. The problem is that if you look through all through the Rambam's list of the mitzvahs, the Rambam does not count Zechiras Yitzias Mitzrayim. Nowhere. It doesn't count it. Sipur Yitzias Mitzrayim the specific mitzvah to talk about it on the Seder night, that's in the Rambam. That's fine. But the Rambam does not count the mitzvah of Zechiras Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Many, many answers given to this question. Rechaim Salvechik has his answer. Others have their answer. One answer, though, given by the Arsameach. Source 22, Rav Meir Simcha, beginning of Hilchas Kriyashma. Says Rav Meir Simcha, there are different kinds, and this is also a very Yisodistic Rav Meir Simcha. There are different kinds of Dinim Durabanan says Rav Meir Semcha. We discussed them a little bit already tonight. Line 16. Some, some uh, laws are, as we said, fences. Syag. Netilos Yadayim. Netilos Yadayim was originally a syag, so you don't, your hands aren't tummy and you touch truma. It was expanded to, to, to chulin and to bread and to non-koanim. That's one type. Syagim. And some dinim drabanan are because of events that had happened after the Torah. So the Torah couldn't talk about Hanukkah and Purim because it didn't happen yet. That's a, ne- a different category of laws that the Rabbana might make. Gzeros, Takanos, and then look at the last category. V'yesh inyanim shehem lahafakas ratzon habore. And some are because the rabbis realized this is what God would want. Even though the Torah didn't demand it of us, didn't obligate it, because those But when they got together and saw they said, "This is what Hashem would want." An example of that is Zechiras Yisias Mitzrayim. It's not a mitzvah. It's a derabanan. But Hashem left room for the Rabbanon to say it. Because the Rabbanon looked around and said, look, Hashem did this for us. So many miracles. So many miracles. And there are so many mitzvahs in the Torah to remind us of Zechir Sisi's Mitzrayim. Right? The Rabbanon in the Parsha's bow says, says there are ten mitzvahs that are for Zechir Sisi's Mitzrayim. So it must be, we should do something every day specifically mentioning it. 
This is the fifth Shulchan Aruch. This is Vahasisa Yashar Atov on a rabbinic level, on a national level. We have to do it in our lives on a personal level. The Yersameach says the Rabban and David also on a national level. So again, we had a lot of messages tonight. The fifth Shulchan Aruch. We learned about the two transmissions of the Torah, Torah Shabbat, Torah Shabbat, We learned about the Anochi, the Anochi within us. Is Mavdil, right? We learned about Are Miklart, even doing a little bit. We learned about Baltosif and Baltigra, and we also learned a little bit about davening on behalf of ourselves and davening for the Tzibur. So, Hashem, we should all, the, the Nechama of Klai Yisrael that should take place, this Shabbos Nachabu should be a permanent Nechama, an ultimate Nechama, that, Hashem, we should all only have Nechama and Yeshua.